and welcome to the Heady Conversations with Scott and Miranda. Welcome back, folks. Um, we hope your summer is treating you well. Uh, if you celebrated uh, Independence Day, hopefully that went well for you. If you um, just celebrated uh, barbecued foods and family and friends, that's cool too. Or lack of Independence Day. Right. Um, you know, uh, there's you can still find things to celebrate even when you don't celebrate uh, what the intentional thing was. Um, so... Point being, we hope you're having a good time with yours um, in the heat, in the summer, in, in the, the city, yeah. in the summer, <laughs> in the city, in the summer, um, in the city. Doo, doo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, we are back with you again to talk about the cannabis news in the world. What's happening? What's going on? Yeah. What are you doing? And there is always so much going on. Um, the list we had to pare down. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's no shortage of, uh, news stories on any given day and any given week. So, um, to only talk about them with you once a month, um, there's only so many things that we can talk about for sure. But, uh, yeah. So, um, some of the things that we wanted to talk to you about are, uh, celebrities in cannabis, right? The list continues to grow. Um, lots of new hip hop names in cannabis. Um, little Kim. Yeah. With her, uh, aphrodisiac. Aphrodisiac cannabis brand. Uh, Rakim has his higher frequency. Uh, Method Man is probably the most interesting one for me, um, because he has specifically, um, been engaging with and partnering with, black owned dispensaries and i want to say black owned grows i hope so um but definitely black owned dispensaries i know it's not a product that you can get in like every dispensary in the markets where it's available he is only available at certain spots um because he wants to be a part of you know social justice and social social equity yeah social equity and um, is putting his money where his mouth is uh, in the world of cannabis and, you know, trying to make sure that uh, the people that he works with are good people and are employing people of color and that money is going to benefit people of color. And yeah. Yeah. The brand's called Tikal or Tikal, T-I-C-A-L, which stands for talking, taking into consideration all lives. Tikal. Tikal. Yeah. Um, which is the name of his first solo album (laughs) so yeah meth little kim uh rock him um it's hard to keep track it's uh i think i read something and i don't co-sign on the whole metaverse digital universe oh no weirdness Oh no. <laughs> um I know Snoop is very active in that stuff. Uh and like there was a whole article about the the guy that spent a couple million dollars to buy the digital property next to Snoop Dogg's digital property or whatever something absolutely insane. A lot of this stuff is over my head. It just makes me feel old. Uh I probably sound old talking about it, but um snoop is trying to 
brand the first metaverse cannabis company now, too, I think. Okay. Look. Go on, Snoop. God's bless him, right? Like, I... <laughs> more power to you it's the hardest working man in show business whatever floats your boat you know whether it's uh book deals with martha stewart or um any number of strange things i've seen him doing ads for on little league football for Mm -hmm. his kids snoop is involved in everything so of course why wouldn't snoop be involved with metaverse weed sure Um, But yeah, in the real world, it's uh, it's not uncommon these days to find a celebrity brand at your shop or a new celebrity brand. You were just talking about the fact that Iron Mike was in town this yeah. week promoting uh, his 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 cannabis line, world class. What's the name of his? I don't know. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't picked heavyweight. I don't know. Is that it's uh, it's some sort of. Yeah. Boxing metaphor. Yeah. It's, it's a, just asking for Mike Tyson weed. We've got the ears too now, don't we? I haven't seen those, I, but I, um, I'm pretty sure we. I think they're only at one dispensary. Oh, interesting. I I think. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. I've been like going to like between two dispensaries for the like the last couple of months. So okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. I haven't been venturing outside of my comfort zone. I don't really get around to many. I am excited. I'm going to be out in Michigan. Right on. This weekend. And I think uh, Thursday night there might be a trip to the dispensary. Nice. Before, before our little journey gets started that me and my friends are on. Because uh, Michigan is a uh, recreational or adult use. Yeah. Thing, so... Um, yeah, might be talking about some uh, fun Michigan finds in the future. Um, if there's some cool For stuff sure. that we come across, we will uh, we will let you know. But uh, definitely excited about that. But um, yeah, uh, additionally, in the world of cannabis drinks, there's a celebrity endorsed. If you know Diplo, that's another. Um, hip hop personality, as well as Rob Deerdick, uh, yeah, from DC Shoe Company, mm-hmm. and Robin Big fame back in the day on MTV, um, have partnered up with the company Herbal H E R B L. I'm pretty Herbal. sure they pronounce yeah <laughs> Herbal Herbal Herbal, whatever you prefer. Um, yeah, anyway, they partnered up and they're introducing their um, sparkling seltzer THC beverages in yeah. California. Um, Which are interesting. You said that they were 2.5 milligrams of THC and 5 milligrams of CBD? I think the ones that they're making are just THC, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, because uh, that herbal company is involved in the CDB. CBD market as well. I believe. okay. Um, so maybe okay. Okay, no, I was looking at the Leisure Town. Yeah, that is Leisure. Town. Okay, yeah, two two point five milligrams THC, five milligrams of CBD. Oh well, that's cool. Yeah, like literally, man. That's cool. <laughs> that, that, should, that should be a nice chill experience. Yeah. Um, I could definitely, with my tolerance, I could reasonably drink four to six of those. Uh, without being uncomfortable. Yes. Without, especially, you know, cause it, they're, 
if they're like most of the seltzers I've had, I find most of them to be overly carbonated. They are. They're highly carbonated. I don't love those seltzer drinks. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a big drinker, period, anymore. Right. Um, but I've, you know, being in the bar world for 20 years. I do love a seltzer. Well, I'm curious about all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Because people go, the kids are crazy about a man. <laughs> They go nutty for these alcoholic, bubbly beverages. Um, now I definitely sound old, but um, so I try. I try a bunch of them, and most of them that I try, I find them to be overly carbonated. Yes. So I'm not personally drinking them quickly. Right. I'm like sipping on that, or I'm even like pouring it into a glass over ice and swishing and, it around well and i might be mixing it right I right might be like putting some cranberry juice in there or putting some it's summertime right putting some lemonade in there oh um, for sure putting some tea in there um because i like some of the um sparkling tea beverages yeah but again a lot of those i find overly carbonated overly carbonated so i'll take like a big cup <laughs> and pour some tea in it. Yeah. I'm showing Miranda the big cup I have here that has, that has some tea in it. That has green tea <laughs> in it. Um, it was funny. The squeegee kid the other day, fun story, uh, squeegee dude the other day, I pull up at the red light and he hits me up and I'm like, bro, look. So my car was recently broken into. They stole my uh, stereo and everything. And, um, I was like, look, man, I don't even have a stereo right now. I can't even turn my, <laughs> my car is blowing off. hot air at me. <laughs> you know? And he looks at my cup and goes, is that piss? And he just, he looked at me with the saddest look on his face. Like, damn, this man's so down trodden so yes, hard sir, it is. that he's drinking his own urine. It was, it was hilarious. We've talked about the squeegee boys before um, here in Baltimore. Kids that stand on the the corners uh, or in the medians, they'll come up to your red light and and wash your window for change or a dollar or whatever. Um, Yeah, it was just, it was a funny interaction. Um, The the look of this stuff when I mix it is often a like light yellow. I mean, well, this one's kind of green. I would be worried about you. This is is green tea. But the one that I had that day was like a roubois, um, <laughs> something, I think it was a uh, like an orange mango sparkling beverage that I had poured into a giant cup to cut down. That's funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, these, um, I mean, I've had um, a seltzer before from uh, the state of, the great state of Massachusetts. You said, because I mistakenly thought that this was the first seltzer that was going to be available in the United States. It is not. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense because I do believe I've actually seen them in Colorado too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. When you were said that, I was like, that's insane. Yeah. But yeah, that looks like, I mean. You said the ones from Massachusetts were five milligram though, right? They are five milligram, no CBD. Yeah, and they come in. THC. Yeah. Indica, sativa and hybrid, which I think is a fun sort of, and, and they do, honestly, the effects are indica, sativa and hybrid. Okay. Yeah, because the sativa um, is definitely a party in a can. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. I was very excited to find those. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked before about how these terpenes are naturally occurring in different fruits and vegetables, right? So it just makes sense that you can have these different drinks with 
um, not only, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, not biometric, uh, bi- 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 terpenes, the goddamn... Bioavailability? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, you definitely <laughs> want bioavailability, but um, the terpenes that they get from plants, as opposed to from... Botanical? Cannabis. Botanical terp, thank you very much. <laughs> you can have botanical... Uh, botanicals and fruits and vegetables right. and such mixed into your cocktail or your drink or your smoothie um, that go with these different things. So it totally makes sense that you can have indica, sativa, or hybrid beverages um, that are used in different tea levels that I'm sure yeah. some are going to be caffeinated, some won't be. Some will have the the THCV that we've talked about. Some will have things yeah. like CBN and higher levels of CBD. Um, yeah. So it's just interesting to see more of these um, coming to market, especially that have the kind of celebrity connection to and, you know, For sure. have kind of a built-in spokesperson to help get the word out because... Ultimately, if people don't know about the products, then they don't get out there. And honestly, I'm super, super excited about these. Um, I was super excited when I found them. Just because I'm not a drinker. And there's nothing worse than going to a party and sitting there and being the sad. It's not really a sad non-drinker. But, you know, I don't know. Being around drunk people when you are not medicated is not fun. Well, and it's just people can be annoying. Um, Why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? Right. So (laughs) if you have a drink in your hand, especially something that looks bubbly that you can throw a piece of fruit in to garnish or what have you, um, then people aren't going to ask you. Yeah. Uh, And, and, you know, we talk all the time about ending the stigma right and talking with people about your cannabis use for sure um this is one of those opportunities where you can roll up to a party with one of these sparkling beverages if you're in a market that has them available or if you're not if you're here in maryland we've got the dixie's uh elixirs dixie elixirs yeah we've got the um Um, squeeze the squeeze squeeze from select which is another liquid bit but even, you know, tinctures, we've yeah. talked about this before. You can, you know, watch yourself uh, a video from Saucy Mama and learn how to make your own water-soluble tincture. Or can of sugar. Uh, or can of sugar. Which or, is so easy to make. Or it's you stupid. can, you know, uh, the isolate that's THC mm-hmm. or... Um, Man, if you're crazy enough, or not necessarily crazy enough, but if you're making like a smoothie or a um, protein shake or something like that, you could totally put RSO in something like that without having it be too overpowering. Sure. Depending on what your other ingredients are. Um, So, yeah. That's how I was consuming my RSO when I was undergoing my cancer treatment a few years ago. In shakes? Yep. Really? Yeah. With uh, more of a... Are we talking like a chunky shake or are we talking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I know. Yeah. I, with ice and okay. yeah, like peanut butter and all right. Yeah. Cause it was sometimes the only way I can really ingest some food for that day. So RSO was a lifesaver 
in those shakes. And it has been for so many people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, um, yeah. Try different ways of delivery with your tinctures, etc. If you're at a party, go get some fruit cocktail. Fruit cocktail is not a drink. Fruit, <laughs> fruit punch. <laughs> Put a couple squirts of tincture in there. Swirl it around with some ice. Um, until we get these drinks on the market, which probably will happen once we go adult use in Maryland, um, get creative. You two can have a pleasurable summer outing. Read your ingredients. Yes. Uh, as, as I know you noted with the, uh, the Leisure Town product, mm -hmm. there is sugar involved. Right. Whereas you said the ones that you had from Massachusetts. No sugar. No sugar. More like a White Claw situation. Right. So, yeah, just be aware if you are spiking your drinks with these, not only of how much THC or CBD uh, you're putting into your beverage, but also how much sugar yeah. you're putting into your beverage as well. For sure. Um, yeah. What else? What else do we have? Uh, I know we also wanted to talk about... Um, lounges yeah reopening uh around the world lounges in amsterdam yeah and um other parts of europe in uh, barcelona i know in um different parts of the u.s in san francisco up in british columbia and mm -hmm. vancouver and other places um as covid numbers have uh gone down Throughout the world, for the most part, you might be living in an area where numbers are bumping back up temporarily here or there. But for the most part, I think numbers it's going are, down. Um, even if uh, infection numbers aren't great, then hospitalization numbers are down. So, right. Uh, becoming more of a manageable situation. Um, and I don't say that to make light of any experience you or your family or your loved ones may have had with the disease. But it seems like at this point we're in a more manageable place. Right. So, um, yeah. Smoking lounges are starting to open back up around the world. And if you live in a place that has those things, I am very jealous. <laughs> I kind of hate you, to be honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, also in lounge news, uh, the county where Vegas is, um, and Nevada overall has uh, voted to allow cannabis lounges to open up. Yeah. Um, so I don't think the entire process has been defined yet as to whether or not you're going to be able to also make purchases on premises and things like that. Um, they're still working out all the fine print and details, but um, that is cool to know. Right on. Vegas will have yet another sin uh, quote, unquote, <laughs> for you to go and enjoy you know um we've talked before with our friend Brittany from uh be baked out in vegas um or formerly vegas i'm not sure Brittany may have moved back recently um but anyway you know there there were some lounges out in nevada but they were, were on the of, dl yeah kind of on yeah. The, yeah i think they were private clubs and they were kind of on the outskirts of town yeah or outside of vegas proper um it wasn't you know like a legit you know this is a thing that you can do in vegas right now it will be a thing you can do in vegas yeah, that's so cool. So who knows how quickly they'll get that rolled out or what it will eventually look like. But if you it's live, happening. live out in Vegas or travel that way for business or for pleasure, 
you will have another way to uh, safely and comfortably enjoy cannabis. Yeah. We talked before about, you know, even these places where adult use and recreational is legal, your Airbnb probably doesn't allow it. Your right. hotel probably doesn't allow it. You're not supposed to do it in parks or out in the general public. Right. So, you know, you go to Colorado, you go to dispensary, <laughs> and you buy weed, and, you and you're buy like all this stuff. And where are you supposed to smoke it? Or you go to Vegas, and you have the the Uber driver take you to a dispensary on your way to the hotel, like I do. And where and do you smoke where it? Where are you supposed to smoke it? Now, the same with DC, kind of like almost most of DC is a state park. If you think about it, yeah, there are park police in yeah. lots of uh, parts of DC. Um, well, yeah, DC is one of those. I I read an article years ago how there's DC has one of the most heavily policed mm-hmm. spaces, and part of it is because it's the capital, but also part of it is like you said because it's federal land. Yeah, there's just all these different agencies that all have different uh, guards involved, et cetera, et cetera. It's craziness. Um, yeah, but anyway, and uh, also if you're in Maryland, there's all sorts of pop-ups for patients now like puff and paints and there are other things going if you go on instagram and you dig deep enough you'll find them <laughs> and actually the puff and paint wasn't even like you didn't even have to dig deep for that no, I was, that was, I was a, gonna say you don't even have to dig particularly deep there overhill mansion plenty of people advertising um yeah i mean i've seen the one there but i've also seen it in different venues actually in the city too right on um so and yeah. then luna garden with their 710 event yeah that um in fells point that is, uh, there have definitely been events being advertised Yeah, um, for that location as well. Um, I have not personally attended any of those events. I don't know anyone who has attended or worked any of those events yet, so I don't know anything about them. But yeah, you know, if you're seeking cannabis community, um, you may live in an area that is... Um, you know, developing these spaces or having these events. And you do know somebody who has been to one of those events because I went to one. No, no, no. I I mean, specifically (laughs) Luna Garden. Oh, no, I haven't been to that one yet. Yeah, no. Um, Well, I've been to events at the Overhill Mansion too for uh, the the Leafly Party. Yeah. Um, Or the Leaf Party, rather. Leaf, Maryland. Yeah. yeah, no. So there's there's events happening. Yeah. Um, check them out. Uh, but specifically lounges um, in Vegas coming soon, but lounges in places that already had them reopening now reopening. to the cannabis yeah. community as well. So that was a cool development. That is awesome. I'm all about that. For sure. I am super jealous. And hopefully um, as we kind of grow the program here in Maryland... Uh, we may experience these types of spaces for ourselves. Bring it on. I'm ready um, for it. Yeah. So speaking of which, uh, as we kind of go about the world in uh, cannabis legislation, um, the Maryland referendum is coming up. It is indeed. Uh, we get to vote on that in November. And there was actually talk about that in the legislature within the last few weeks. Yeah. Basically where they started to discuss um, what 
a structure around that industry might look like. Right. And, and it's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, you know, who and how um, licenses are going to be given to mm-hmm. and, you know, what type of equity interests and um, diversity programs and things like that are going to be involved. I am going to say that I will be skeptical about diversity and equity until I see it in full swing. Amen. Because other states have not shown me otherwise. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there have definitely been... There have been some good things, but there has also been more bad things. There has definitely been more talk than there has been action Action. when it comes to equity in the industry. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it is definitely important to be having these conversations. And if your state is a state where a referendum is being discussed or a legalization or adult use is being discussed, you should be getting your word into your representatives about these issues, too. In fact, you should be mailing your representatives about a lot of issues currently. Yeah. Well, that is true as well. Uh, um, but for sure, if if can- cannabis is something that you care about, um, you know, being representative of people who have paid the price uh, from the war on drugs. Absolutely. Or if cannabis is something where you care about minorities and um, women and people of color and et cetera um, being represented, mm-hmm. um, you know, these are things that have to be put in to the legislation right. in order to happen. Otherwise, I can guarantee you, um, and we've talked before, some of these MSOs do have female CEOs sure. or uh, female board members or female directors of this or that, and we don't mean to diminish um, any of the work that any of those people do or any of the people of color that are... Um, are involved in those companies or, you know, the positive work that they do. Um, but But there needs to be more. Yeah. And, and even more than just minority representation, local representation, um, you know, cottage industry, small business Mm -hmm. is how you get, uh, legacy people involved. It is 100%. And, and, And legacy is the, you know, industry term for people that have been involved in the drug industry to to begin with, um, you know, before legalization takes place. Uh, and there's there's nothing wrong with that, because those are, again, the people that have been adversely affected by the war on drugs. Right. So, um, yeah, Maryland, like we said, votes in November. Uh, you know, make sure you pay attention to wherever you are mm-hmm. and whatever is going on there. I know Virginia new laws just went into effect. Yeah, they did. Um, where, you know, you can now possess greater amounts and this and that and the other. Um, so always be aware of the current cannabis laws in your area, because I know you and I have both seen incorrect statements online before where people have said, yep. Oh, what are you talking about? It's cannabis is legal now. No, you know, in a state that was only medicinal or in a state that was only now. How many times did you and I at the dispensary encounter people who are just like, Hey, I want to come in and buy some weed. Right. And we're like, 
we need to see her medical card. And right. he's like, well, I just drove here from Kentucky. And I'm like, you could have saved a trip if you had just called. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Go on down to D.C. Where uh, you can medically self-certify now. Uh, well, yeah. Hey, well, there you go. There you go. Here's a segue. Yeah. Um, I just <laughs> meant uh, that D.C. is uh, one of the few places in the in the United States that reciprocates um, everybody. But yes. Yeah. Also, we did want to mention. So on July 5th, you can self-certify yourself as a patient in D.C. With an, the emergency... Um, what is this? The Emergency Amendment Act of 2022, B24-0886. Boom. So if you live in D.C., you can file for your medical card. Um, this also apparently um, is working against the gifting trend. D.C. continues to, to be the wild To fight itself. Of as far as I'm concerned. This is like a stop hitting yourself situation. It's so bizarre. <laughs> We've mentioned before in the past some of the different um, laws and uh, kind of gray areas in D.C. And this is yet another one, I guess. Yeah. Where I guess because they they won't allow D.C. to fully legalize and go adult use. The but DC is now saying the well, DC okay, council. <laughs> the DC council just a few weeks ago were like, "We're not doing anything about this. Gray area is good. Gifting is still cool. We don't want to fuck this up." And now this goes into effect, and it's yeah. DC is truly the wild west of weed. It's it's very wild. It's very <laughs> weird. I um, mean, and I get it that they want to give more of the people in dc access to medical cannabis but there are still going to be people who will buy from the gray market no matter what i think yeah it's it's, it's all just a weird it's a weird around the bush of legalization mm -hmm. and as i think i've noted in the past it's this whack job from maryland yeah i don't even want to say his name um, that has this hard on for not having drugs be legal in the nation's capital and the message that that sends our children and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. And you know what? Most this, of the country supports legalization. This was actually um, put into action to work around his rider. Right. And that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, because he won't... He's such a pill. He won't allow legalization to happen. Yeah. They keep doing all this just ridiculous stuff that just creates confusion of a gray, green, black, whatever color market you want to call it situation. Yeah. Instead of just legalizing, regulating, taxing, like the medical DC market... It Simple. just doesn't make sense. I mean, obviously, we're 
preaching to the choir. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine anyone who does believe in the war on drugs is listening to this <laughs> podcast on a regular basis. If you are, shout I hope out you're to enjoying you. it. I mean, I guess <laughs> I used to listen to stuff like Rush Limbaugh and Bill O'Reilly just to hear how the other half thinks. Yeah, sure. And the kind of crazy shit that they say. So maybe there's some like whack job, like quote-unquote conservative anti-drug person who's listening to this show going, listen to these fucking Maybe he's just a masochist. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, otherwise we would believe that you support <laughs> legalization and an end to prohibition. But, right. Um, yeah, weird, weird stuff that DC ends up doing so weird. because it can't just legalize. And it just it's just so absolutely weird. absurd yeah. and asinine that, that they you, just keep you know, going around in a circle. Yeah. Like I can I can't sell it to you, but I can gift it to you. You know, you don't you don't have to be a patient, but if you do want to be a patient now, you can just self-certify yourself. <laughs> you can literally just say, poof, I'm a patient. I'm a patient. You yep. know what? I am anxious as fuck. And look, we are not arguing that people shouldn't be able to. Again, uh, you know, I think we've said, uh, I know we've said, if you use cannabis for a specific thing in a specific instance, that's medicating. Yeah. Right? Whether it's... Even if it's going to a party and having a good time because you're anxious about right. going to that party and having a good time. Whether it's doctor prescribed or whether you know it to be treating you for a certain thing, that is to me, that's why I prefer the term adult use mm -hmm. to the term recreational because I think a lot of quote unquote recreational cannabis use is, is really, really medical. medical. Yeah, you know, I agree you with that. I just don't want to think of it as medicine. It's not taste nasty you know swallow a pill right you know but you are you are using it to treat a thing you are yeah. using it for a specific maybe that's my just semantic ass and the <laughs> fact that i love to fucking argue um but anyway i i think it's medicinal yeah um so so speaking of medical cannabis and the way that the federal government is uh, the federal government also wants to put a national database to track how patients use medical cannabis. And they are ready to pay a lot of money to do it, too. Um, so the National Institute of Drug Abuse, NIDA, which has an office at John, Johns Hopkins University and at their hospitals, um, want to do this project to do informed research the information that they want to collect is the patient's experience symptoms the format strain type and major cannabinoids in the cannabis products used whether or not patients are using product recommendations from their physician the changes in targeted symptoms and more there's always and more um so when Wait, there's more <laughs> when i first read this i was I was a little angry about it, to be honest, because as far as I'm concerned, the federal government should not be in my prescription looking at what I'm doing. As far as I'm concerned, I think we can both agree. Especially when it's still federally classified as, as a, illegal a, legal substance. A class one, yeah. you know, drug. 
Um, so yeah, I was initially angry when I read this. Um, but honestly, if NIDA, which is very focused on research, um, in fact, my mother used to work for NIDA, um, wants to gather this information to do the research or get the research done. I'm not that mad about it, but I also want the federal government to legalize it before they do it, which is a big ask. I know it's a big ask, but in order to get the, the research done and go around the research grants that have to be, found and funded and blah 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 NIDA could just literally go and get their information I don't know I go back and forth on this I'm angry but I'm not angry I have other things to be angry about <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I need to know more about it yeah know? I mean it's it sounds interesting to me I you know we always talk about how much more research we need how much more research we would like to see for sure um, in regards to cannabis, cannabis, cannabinoids, the endocannabinoid system, how it all works. Um, you know, we've talked about how there's 60, 70 different cannabinoids in cannabis. Um, and we only yeah. talk about a dozen or so of those, uh, including the terpenes involved. So, yeah. I mean, um, if it gets that research on the ground and rolling cool yeah, but my, my question is just how are you doing it i just um, want the who's involved you know i a want to be able to agree or disagree to give this information to the federal government and b i want the federal government to just fucking legalize it right but, well that's are these like paid research studies or is this like no this is just collection of data to put into research i'm guessing i don't know i don't they didn't lay it out here. It hasn't been fully laid out. Yeah, see, without it being fully laid out, I I don't know what to say yeah. about any of it, yeah. to be honest with you. That's very fair. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's just... If, if they are going to do this, that is what I want from the federal government. That's all. Full because, transparency. Yeah, I don't want my uh, use of medical cannabis to be weaponized against me like my sex and gender have been. So... Anyway, <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, whether it's um, applying for certain jobs, whether it's the ability to uh, possess firearms, um, yeah, there are different insurance implications. There are lots of different things um, that your cannabis use can affect in your life. Uh, so, yes, uh, being able to control that information mm -hmm. and who has it is absolutely important and something I care about. Absolutely. So, yeah. More work, more research would be great. And also, I want to know from you guys, how many of you utilize your cannabis doctors in the capacity that they should be utilized? I.e., how many of you are asking for um, specific knowledge on terpenes to treat what you're being treated for? by your cannabis doctor. I want you to email me at ourladyofmaryjane at gmail.com or DM me at, on Instagram at ourladyofmaryjane because that's something that I've been truly curious about um, and I would like to hear what you have to say. 
uh, internationally speaking, <laughs> the mayor of London has launched a exploratory committee um, to investigate the possibilities of legalizing cannabis uh, just in London. Uh, since the UK has been dragging their feet on uh, legalization there. Uh, we've talked about how Germany has technically um, voted to legalize nationally. Right, right. Uh, and again, <laughs> it's so funny. I always see the Germany and cannabis in the headlines and I get all excited. And it, literally for the last like eight months now, it's been the same story. Yeah. Germany is yeah. legalizing still. <laughs> Like, that's basically, you know, like, no report other than here's a report. We're, we're still, still working on we're it. We're still going to get to it. Um, uh, Be patient. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I mean, the the rest of the European market is definitely looking at, well, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of things to consider, right? And it's it's another one of these... You know, is everything available all at once? Is right. another market that rolls out flour and then rolls out concentrates and controls the edibles? You know, and edibles. Blah of blah blah. Two point five and five milligram. Or is it another place where you know you're not allowed to burn it? Right. You know, like the state you can't of Ohio combust. Right. The state of Pennsylvania. Um, where you're not supposed to be able to, um, you know, actually smoke your flower. So strange. It's, yeah, so bizarre. I mean, I get it. I mean, like we talked about in the last episode, I get it. But yeah, the big conversation in <clears throat> Germany has been, do we do it through the pharmacies, uh, where we already do, you know, oh. medical cannabis, or do we, you know, do it through a different model, um, and... Yeah, which products do we allow, which don't we? Um, they've also, because of their concern with skyrocketing energy prices, they've discussed importation. Interesting. Um, which That's really which interesting. Which is interesting because it would mean that they could potentially <clears throat> have to leave um, yeah. the United Nations um, because of their stipulations regarding illicit substances and being able to import and export those substances then of course the other question would be where would they get those things from would the u.s allow exportation of cannabis would canada since canada is nationally legal i think it would surmise yeah probably be the canadian market since the canadians are already nationally legalized um but yeah, that would be one way for the Germans to, uh, because they they wonder if they can even keep up with what the demand would be. I was going to say. Just based on the size of what grows would be, let alone the amount of yeah. energy that they would require. Um, because you're not talking about a significant outdoor grow season in most right. parts of Germany. And you're talking about a crop that can take, you know, months to flower and develop. Well, I mean, you have to even think about, like, if you look at the way that the market has gone locally with supply and demand, I mean, there have been shortages, like, in the past two years in Maryland. There was a big shortage two summers ago in the dispensaries. 
where it was just like we weren't getting what we were looking for. Yeah. Um, I think those issues in Maryland have been mitigated through the growth of the different Maryland. I think so. I think so too, but it did take a minute and that doesn't take into account the coming adult use market. Right. Which it's going to happen again. Right. Because there are a ton of people, as we said, they would just walk up to the dispensary trying to come in and, right. and buy cannabis that didn't have a card and didn't know that there was a card or people that were in from out of town or what have you. Uh, and I don't know of any recreational programs in the United States where you have to be a uh, resident of that state to purchase. No. So um, it's just another kind of notch for tourism. And I mean, you're talking about uh, some serious competition at this point. I mean, it's something like 18 states that have yeah. used cannabis. With three more to be on the way. Yeah, and and a bunch more referendums just yeah. like Maryland that are, that are also coming down the pike as well. So um, if you don't live in a legal state, we've said it before, you probably will soon, or you're probably living next to one. So, yeah. You I can, mean, I... I heard that New Jersey's legal, that wasn't thought out very well at all, their implementation. I don't know anything about it. How so? Um, they didn't have any product. Okay. So that's, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you got to think of these things before you, you open a business. Yeah. You got to stock the shelves before you open the doors. Well, it all depends. You know, like we said, the referendum in Maryland is taking place in November, but the actual... Um, activity of the market opening up isn't predicted to be until the following july July right of 2023 so you know you're talking about a significant lead time on implementation um and that's part of the um legislation that needs to be put in place is the structure for the program, right? right? Uh, the, right. the Maryland legislature has been speaking over the course of the last few weeks about the various different aspects of what legalization may Means. may actually mean <laughs> or look like, um, and how it actually gets implemented. Because you can't just, you know, I think what Jersey did is they just gave people that were already producing. The ability to, to be right. uh, recreational uh, producers as well. And that's what most places are doing. New York did it the opposite way. Right. New York actually <laughs> went to existing CBD farmers mm-hmm. instead of going to their medical market and said, hey, <laughs> y'all are already growing this plant. Do you want to grow the THC version? Which... I'm sure a lot of those people wanted to grow the THC right. version, but just couldn't afford to be involved um, or, you know, couldn't get involved in the um, licensing because of the the control of the numbers. You um, want to talk about a wild west of weed right now? What, New York? New York. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen Times Square lately? And, uh, uh, yeah, there's been reports of... <laughs> trucks in Times Square. It's madness. I I haven't been up there in a long time. The last place I want to be during a pandemic is... Oh, no, I haven't been up there either. A couple million people. But I just... uh, Um, Reading about it online has been... Wow. (laughs) New Yorkers just really took it upon themselves to do what they wanted to do. 
and you know, I'm not mad about it. Uh, yeah, a certain <laughs> I'm the last part, person who's going to be mad about it. Right. A certain part of me says, you know, in the vacuum, what do you expect? Yeah, you know, and it really is a vacuum up there, and that's why you see the mayor <laughs> of London. Yep, and and people in other even U.S. cities. I think the mayor of Austin. Yeah, I was sort of just like you know, Austin cool. has decriminalized, and I'm sure they would love to. Yeah, as their own entity, if the state of Texas won't do it, go ahead and say, hey, look, we know this is going on. We would rather legalize, you know, legitimize, um, test, label. Sure. Tax. Tax, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Why why not? It It just doesn't make sense. There's so much money to be made. So much. Um, and speaking of money to be made, yes. <laughs> uh, new products in the world of cannabis are always popping up, of course. Um, and some of the more interesting ones that we've heard about recently. Yeah. Uh, so Raw, uh, the company that makes, of course, cones and wraps and papers and all that good stuff. Uh, my rolling tray is a raw rolling tray. It's a bitchin' rolling tray, too. It is. I love it. It's a wooden mechanical uh, magnetic. Um, it's, it's really cool. I love it. Yeah, she's beautiful. But anyway, <laughs> so they have come out with a terp spray. And I'm fascinated by this because there, there are three of them. I want to get some. Me, too. Let's get, let's get some. I am hoping that maybe that's the kind of thing that I'll see in Michigan. Oh, that would be cool. Because uh, I have not seen it yet here in Maryland. But I would assume that um, at least I know my experience in Vegas when I've gone to adult use yeah. dispensaries is it's kind of like uh, Blair is here. Or, yeah. You know, there's like a head shop attached yeah, to Yeah, for sure. Sells everything. You know, so I, I'm hoping that maybe I'll experience some, some Terp spray. Yeah, this looks, I mean, what, sour apple? Sour apple, I which saw is San Fernando Valley OG. And orange soda. Orange soda, okay, Hein. There's dominant Terps of Mercy and intensifies and amplifies. Dominant Terps of Mercy in all of them? Well, that that was just orange soda. Okay. Um, sour apple is caryophylline. And San Fernando Valley OG is limonene. Interesting. Yeah. That's, I mean, it sounds great. I'm curious. Again, <laughs> uh, botanical terps. So yeah. we're talking about terps that have been harvested from plants, whatever, from orange peels, from lemon peels, from pine needles, yep. from whatever, vegetable material. Yep. Not cannabis terps. terps. Not coming from cannabis plants, but coming from uh, other places out in the world. Um, Whether those terps have any effect on your high or not remains to be seen. I'm curious. I really am. I'm super looking forward to getting these. At the very least, it should affect the flavor and the smell. Yeah. Um, You know, you would think. Yeah, this looks, they come in five milliliter bottles, which is a great, that's a quite a, a large it's amount. It's a spray, right? It's a spray. Yeah. So, so you, you would spray, you know, you would twist up or pack up your cone or whatever you mm-hmm. prefer, you know, put together your blunt wrap. And then uh, I would think uh, the, the way we used to do it back in the day, <laughs> back in the day. Uh, is you would take your honey 
or your orange juice or your pineapple juice or whatever mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, smear it on the paper or the wrap and then kind of bake it with the lighter a little bit or let it sit on the windowsill in the sun and right. dry and kind of let those flavors Soak in. absorb and dry so that the the joint or blunt will still burn correctly. So I would assume that you would kind of spray it and then let it sit. Yep. It says uh, spray a few pumps of turp spray onto your raw paper, raw cone, or your smoking material. Two, wait six six minutes. That's very specific. Okay. <laughs> wait six minutes before lighting and enjoy. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so directly onto your material, it says. Interesting. So if you've got some flour that's been sitting in the... Oh, shit, man, I forgot I had this stuff. (laughs) And you pull it out, and it is crumbly, maybe like... Dusty. Yeah, maybe a book sat on it, (laughs) and it got flattened out, so it got... You know, the turps got exposed to plastic and dried a bit. I guess you could spray it with turp spray. And, uh, yeah. That sounds great. Pump up your, your terp profile. Yeah. Now, do they all only have the one terpene? Is that the I deal? believe so. That's what it looks like. It's very interesting to me to name it after a strain and then only have one terp. Yeah. Limonene is not the terp that I think of when I think of SFVOG. No, that would be pinene. Uh, even... I I think of SSB what do you think of, really? more of an indica personally. Really? I you know, I guess it depends on like the the East Coast versus West Coast. No, man. Yeah. I've always I've always thought that they were like sativa hybrids. I don't know. OG to me always means more of an indica. Yeah, I mean same. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Have you tried the raw spray? Have you tried a terp paper? I mean, we because I've seen those too, and I haven't tried any of those yet. I mean, we've tried the the um, King Palm terp poppers, terp poppers. Well, yeah, the terp, <laughs> not uh, poppers. They've got the terp pearl, pearl, yeah, uh, in the filter that you pop. But I don't think that's like a terpene. That's not. It's just flavoring. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like being drawn past that terp. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. You know, because yeah. that's in the filter. Right. Beyond the point where you burn it. Right. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how these taste when you burn them, too. I'm curious. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm very curious. I, I wonder how strong they are. Does it say there's like other natural flavors or anything no. like that? No. Mm-mm. Just says it's the terp. And one would imagine, I wonder if the six minutes, I would imagine it's alcohol based. It doesn't say. Unless they're making them water soluble, I would think that it's alcohol based. And then they're telling you that six minutes because that's the rate of. Yeah. Evaporation. To allow the ac- alcohol yeah, to, to evaporate. The alcohol. The alcohol to evaporate. The, yeah, the alcohol <laughs> to evaporate. Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious. I guess uh I guess we'll find out. But yeah, you got your spray. Uh additionally the um rose petals. Yeah, which I've been smoking out of one of those today. I'm smoking it out of a king palm rose cone. 
but raw is making rose cones as well. Zigzag. Zigzag, not raw. We were talking, we were, we were confused earlier. About, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's nice. The one thing I don't like about any natural non-paper uh, cone is that they start to sort of like sink in on themselves yeah. and get weird that way. And I feel like I have to relight it and relight it, relight it. But that's the only issue with them. The they same, taste great. The same issue that, that we mentioned when we talked about the um, true growth papers. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're fantastic, but it's definitely, you kind of want to smoke it. Fast. Yeah, you want to smoke it all <laughs> in one. They're better for a session, um, an environment where you can pass and keep it going. Because, yeah, they do kind of get funky. Yeah. And the um, the paper will burn at a different consistency than what you've got yeah. inside of it unless you just keep it going. So, unfortunately, here in Maryland, Miranda and I can't share our medicine. Um, so we're not passing back and forth. Um, so, yeah. And, but, and thus it's burning really funkily. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it, it's the same, uh, experience I had with the true growth when I was smoking that by, by myself by yourself. Yeah. is I just personally don't smoke a joint all in one sitting typically or fast enough that, um, I was able to get them to burn consistently all the way. Then I would try to relight it. The, you know, the inside would burn a little bit quicker than the outside. And all of a sudden I'd have this weird, like hollow paper on the outside yeah 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 but i like them they taste great they burn smoothly um but i think it would definitely be better in a session i'll post a picture of it i can smell it in the air a little bit yeah there's just a little bit of rosiness a hint of of rose a little bit of a floral effect um does it what what are you smoking in there uh, this is some peach season mm. that I had forgotten about. Okay. <laughs> I found it in the back of the stash box. So, <clears throat> yeah, I just ground that up today with a little bit of a Hummingbird Farms uh, abacus oh. thrown in. Yeah, it's lovely. Well, there, you have something from, from all the world. I know. You have the, the rose wrap and the CBD and the THC. I feel like if I were a joint... This would be me. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I have not tried them yet. That was a cone, right? Yeah. Yeah. There were three to a pack. They were the king size. So 1.25 or 1.5? I think 1.5. Ooh. Yeah. No. That's why it's only halfway smoked. Uh-huh. Not even. Yeah. <laughs> Because the the canicular, the big the big uh, fat cone end mm-hmm. has a lot of flour in it. Yeah, the 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 first hits of those big cones can definitely be. But she's lovely. I would definitely buy those again. Cool. It looks pretty. Yeah, I see people making them online. I'm just I don't have that kind of patience. I mean, what do you have to do beyond? I mean, you have to get them to stay. Rose petals are a little fiddly. I mean, I can definitely imagine. I haven't (laughs) lived in a place with roses for a long time, but when we did have them, 
I remember the pedals being particularly fragile. Yes, and slippery. And slippery, too, yeah. Yeah, so I, mu- I would much rather uh, leave it up to the professionals at uh, ZigZag and and uh, uh, King Palm, <laughs> where I can just go and pick them up and smoke them that way. I wonder if they use roses of all colors. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, some of these were pink. Some of these were red. Okay. So, yeah. And well, I, that I had w- that. one that was kind of like pink and red. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, because that one kind of looks like, and it might sound weird to say it, but like a radish. It does. Because it's got the purple mm-hmm. edges on it. Um, I've been eating a lot of radishes lately from my crop share. <laughs> so maybe that's why it looks like a radish to me. Right on. Radishes are great. They have been delicious. They have absolutely been delicious. Little spicy, peppery little guys. Oh, my Lord. I uh, mistakenly (laughs) threw a few too many radishes in my salad the other night. And as I told my girlfriend, it was the most challenging salad (laughs) I've ever experienced in my life. I honestly had to fight my way through that salad experience it was between the garlic scapes oh my goodness and and radishes, radishes and then raw beets <laughs> that's a lot of these flavor are, um on the sweeter end of raw beets these are like golden beets oh nice um but i left the skin on so still a little, a little bit of earthiness to mm-hmm. them too and yeah spinach and uh i can't remember what the other lettuce that i was using was it wasn't just spinach but it was tough. I, it's a good thing I didn't. I thought about putting some red onion in there, and I. I'm glad you didn't. So glad I didn't, because red onion, I probably would have been crying. It would have been like my tongue was buzzing when I was a child. This is hysterical. I read Rapunzel, and the mother's craving for radishes during her pregnancy led me on a radish like excursion where i was like every time my mother went to the store i was like bring me home radishes bring me home radishes and i like ate radishes all day like i would kill like a pound of radishes a week <laughs> as a child well i'll so, have to bring you a radish the, the, next the spicy time I, I love that i love that they've had two kinds peppery. at the csa they've had uh like fuchsia and ooh. then they've had like dark dark, dark purple gr- ooh. those are the ones i got last time but they um, are delicious they are fantastic it is radish season for mm-hmm. sure uh, if you don't go to your local farmer's market shame on you you should buy local flour and you should buy local flour and vegetables and fruits as well yeah oh <laughs> cannabis prices are going down they sure are. Speaking of going to the market, um, <laughs> we've, we've talked before about how California is going to allow growers to go directly to a, a cannabis farmer's market a few times a year. And sell. Um, but yeah, cannabis prices are surely going down. And as they're going down in the medical market, too. I mean, specifically, they are going down in adult use markets. But honestly, I've been tracking the way that Maryland's medical market's going and prices are going down. Well, and you know, I, I believe I've mentioned it on this show before that I felt like Maryland's prices were starting to go down in response to the oncoming uh, medical or adult use. Yeah. And the writing is on the wall 
that their it's exclusivity coming. contract is up. The referendum is going to happen. Mm-hmm. They know the referendum is going to pass because we've talked before that, you know, in some cases, 80% or better of people right. surveyed, depending on how you ask the question, support cannabis uh, legalization, whether it's medical, whether it's adult use, etc., um, across the country, but, um, yeah, they, they see the writing on the wall. They know they're not going to have the monopoly that they've had, uh, thus far in these markets. And they realize, shit, we better lower our prices. (laughs) Otherwise we're not going to have an excuse. And the adult use companies are going to come out and start offering 20 and $25 and $30. Yeah. And you know, or $35, what? Five grams. Right. Stuff like that. Or was it $55, five grams? But still. Depends on where you that's are. That's $10 a gram. Know, in Ohio, the the amount is 2.86 grams or something like that. Is their standard what they call Interesting. a one-day uh, amount? <laughs> that's that's what it fascinating. Well, you, wow. You go online and look at... Uh, well, I'm not going to name drop. If you go look at some Ohio dispensaries right. online... 2.8... And then, right. and then it's five point six whatever, and interesting. Yeah. And the way that they uh, connotate what those amounts are is they list them as daily amounts. Daily. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's very odd. That's very, very odd. strange. But yeah, cannabis prices are going down. I believe this past week I saw an eighth for fourteen dollars in the Maryland market. And, you know, I mean, I can't speak to the I don't remember what it was or who grew it. Can't speak to the quality of it. But that was a fourteen dollar eighth. Yeah. So if you look for your sales, if you look for your deals, just like we talked about, you know, when you're exploring with the edibles, find out which day the edibles are on sale. Find out which day the flowers on sale. I guarantee you. Uh, there are probably multiple days at your favorite dispensary where you can get Absolutely. different deals on flour, whether it's what they call quote unquote shake, which may or not may or may not actually be uh, what we know to be as shake right. uh, traditionally in the cannabis world um, or, you know, whether it's. Uh, pop-ups yeah. where, you know, a brand, a specific brand's flower will be 20, 25%, 40% off, whatever it is. Yeah. I literally got a half an ounce of Cherry Chem by District Cannabis for $100. Nice. That was, and these are gorgeous buds. And was it quote unquote untrimmed? No, oh. it was trimmed. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, a half an ounce for what? Rock and roll. Yeah, that was crazy to me. Um, especially in this market where like $300 ounces are not unheard of. Or even $200 ounces. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, it. Do, uh, look at your bud. Yeah. If you can smell your bud, smell your bud. I don't want your nose in my bud, but if they let you do it, I don't blame you for wanting to do it. Um, <laughs> you know. Find find out what you're getting. Make sure you look at your terps. Um, For sure. If it's $180 an ounce or $200 an ounce, but it's got less than a percent of terps, well, there's a reason why it's $200 an ounce. Yeah. Um, personally, I'm not buying anything that's under 1.5%, probably. 
Terps. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, THC, I'm not as concerned with. I probably want it to be over 16%. Uh, I probably don't want it to be over 28%. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want the Terps to be somewhere between one and a half to 5%. Yeah. <laughs> Please. It, it happens. I found uh, a bag of Cinderella 99 with 5% terps. I, I knew I had. I just... <laughs> didn't know where you had it. Uh, I just, yeah. I didn't even really forget where I had it. I just hadn't opened that box in a while. It's where I have, like, the hash and stuff. Uh-huh. And I just haven't felt the need. Um, I've been smoking a lot of cannabis, so I don't want to be smoking Super high test right, stuff. I don't right. want to be smoking concentrates. I don't want to be adding keef and adding hash to the bowl. Just driving it up. The, yeah, because the I don't need the THC to be higher as well as the usage right. to be higher. Right. I'm using more because I'm stressed out, but I don't need to be using a higher dose. Right. Right. No, I get that. So, I get that. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I found that batch of Cindy and I still haven't even opened it cause I didn't need to open it right now. Um, I've been thinking about doing a series called new reviews of old weed just because <laughs> I have all these like little, like a gram left of this stuff that I've had for I like a year now. So you might see on, on YouTube or something coming for me at some point soon, or on the Instagram stories or something, uh, new reviews of old weed. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. Lower test, higher terps. Uh, make sure you're getting your money's worth. For sure. Just because it's uh, lower in price doesn't mean you're getting a deal if you're not getting cannabis. Very true. It's going to do what you want it to do. I agree. Yeah. Speaking of the corporate cannabis stuff, we yeah. have a couple more cannabis companies going the route of Mainvest. Um, if you listened to our article, or our, <laughs> our article, <laughs> if you listened to our episode with our interview with our buddy Chris from Honeybee Collective out in Colorado, um, they raised the capital um, through crowdsourcing, and that is exactly what Mainvest does. It works with companies. Um, to set goals kind of like a a GoFundMe or what have you, um, and allows people to become investors at a very approachable level um, in these different cannabis companies. So the two uh, that we read about recently, um, forgive the name, but the... um, East Coaster Dam. East Coaster Dam and Jane West. Yeah, no offense, East Coaster Dam dudes. Um, it's just a lo- it's long. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about what y'all are doing. I just think you kind of are beating us over the head with the, uh, with the name. Erdam. Um, yeah. <laughs> with the Erdam. Yeah. Um, but I'm into it. It sounds like, I wish, I wish it told me more, but it sounds like maybe y'all are trying to develop a facility uh where other people can grow flour too yeah we're we spent a good amount of time going over what you guys are trying to do but i we don't really understand i understand that you grow flour and the flour looks great and i understand that you make concentrates and i'm sure they're fantastic and i hope you raise all the funds that you're trying to raise 
um, you, if you're listening to us, you should go on, and we'll have the links to this stuff on the website, on the site, and on the social media and everything, um, and highlight these people. Uh, but yeah, so um, check them out. Yeah, see see what they do. See if it's a cause that you want to invest in. It's not just making a donation to a cannabis company. You are investing in their products. Absolutely. With um, Jane West. Jane West, they are a... CBD company. Yeah, CBD company, but they also make um, some... Some glass. Yeah, some yeah. glass stuff, and they're... But you found... And some coffee. And they also... Uh, she well, she also did a collaboration with Grav. Yeah, the so. glass company. We've talked about some of their stuff before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both own a bunch of their pieces, G-R-A-V, Grav, Grav, however you want to say it. (laughs) Tomato, Um, tomato. She's got an imprint with them where she's got three different uh, color schemes. Yeah. Some beautiful little, you know, glass accessories that you can get. Um, And like Miranda said, they sell CBD flower. They've got, you know, kind of like the Honey Bee Collective, they are... Um, focused more on like a vibe than it's on... day and night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get their pre-mixed, right? So they're not talking about like specific strains. They're talking about like mixed blends for right. nighttime or for daytime. Yeah. This is a really, actually this, she's fascinating. Yeah. It looks like yeah. cool stuff and they've already raised a ton of money. Uh, this is just the latest round of financing right that they're raising for a whole new brand of products that I think they're trying to launch. Um, but you can find them in dispensaries. Uh, you can find them in head shops. Um, they're they're kind of all over the place. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, and then finally, on my list at least, um, shame on you, Curly. Yeah, bad and doings, guys. Buds, goods, and provisions. So Curaleaf out in Illinois, uh, I haven't heard their employees in any of the other states where they operate. I know they do operate here in Maryland. Um, I haven't heard of this being an issue there. But Curaleaf in Illinois and Buds, ironically enough, uh, up in Massachusetts, um, withholding tips. Yeah, taking their employees' tips. from From employees and creating these ridiculous policies where oh well yeah you know we took their tips but we bought them lunch or you know basically it's the or we we bought them them weed we threw them a pizza party yeah yeah, we well yeah they can't buy them weed so we gave them (laughs) store credit right is what the the people up in massachusetts were doing so that's bullshit guys yeah i mean first of all if you've listened to the show long enough you know that um, we don't even necessarily think that tipping should be what's going on in the cannabis industry. Um, I mean, I support... Um, I support it until there are better wages in the cannabis industry. Right. Of course. We, we, <laughs> we want people in the cannabis industry to be making a living wage, um, and most are not being paid a living wage by either the growers or the dispensaries, the dispensaries or the delivery companies or the whatever yeah the production companies so yeah i support tips until 
we support tips yes. in that we support the money that tips allow people in the cannabis industry to make. Right. Um, but in the sense that tips are required in order for folks in the cannabis industry to make a living wage. That's bullshit. Fuck that. Uh, and that's some bullshit. Uh, we wish that weren't the case. So in order for managers or companies to be withholding tips or taking tips from their employees in any way, shape, or form, fuck that. Yeah. Not good, guys. Not a good look. Not a good look. Yeah, I am happy to hear that it is only the Cure Leaf facilities in Illinois, as far as I'm aware. Um, but still, get your act together. Yeah. You know, figure it out. Um, throwing a pizza party, buying lunch, uh, you know, and, and it was kind of arbitrarily being divvied up. It's not like every, it, it wasn't being like. Right. It wasn't divided evenly mm-hmm. by hours and distributed on people's paychecks to like use right. at the shop to buy flour or what have you. It was arbitrarily being given as like bonuses, quote unquote, or whatever. Not okay. Totally ridiculous. That is the worst way you could treat. That's just pure disrespect. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've I've stopped going to restaurants when I've heard of practices like mm-hmm. that. Um, Because you will find restaurants, you will find shops where, um, and I'm sure it's not just restaurants, I'm sure there's probably, you know, massage places. Sure. sure There's probably, I know there's strip clubs where you work for tips only, you know, there are lots of places um, that make your clients provide the wages uh, for the people in the industry. Yeah. and that's just generally a Not shitty cool. way to go about things uh, because it means people's livelihoods are unreliable and up and down and this and that. And it's just blah. Yeah. Um, it's but, not good. Not good business. But anyway, to to then turn around and steal those tips or say that, oh, we're going to decide how they're utilized. No, 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 no. Yeah. So... Again, you know, we always urge you to pay attention to where your money's going. Yeah. The dispensaries where you're shopping, the growers that you're buying from, um, you know, even in some circumstances, the individual products might have money that's being donated or, you know, sure. marked to go to specific programs or populations. Um, just, you know, be aware of where you're spending your money. Agreed. I don't think either of us disagree on that one. For sure. So get your act together, Cura Leaf and Buds. Buds? <laughs> buds, goods, and provisions. Okay. I, uh, I keep... Buds. Hey, it's Massachusetts. I guess it's a quaint little... I, You know, I mean, I guess we should <laughs> applaud uh, a, a company that's not an MSO, but yeah. Do better by your employees. Uh, well, they got sued, and I think they have to. Good. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they have a choice. But, yeah, you know, if you know of a place that does things like that. Don't shop there. Yeah, don't shop there. Or send a message. You know, literally send a message, a sternly worded email. Yeah. Where you shake your finger verbally um, on on the page at them and say, hey, pay your people the right way. Yeah. Well, that does it for this week. Yeah, that does it for this week. And that does it for the time being. Yeah, we're going to take a little break because we're traveling. We're doing our thing. 
and yeah. It's uh, it's summertime, so... <laughs> we want to have some fun. <laughs> we have some things going on. Um, but yeah, we will still, of course, be active on social media and all that good stuff. Um, keep your eye on those spaces. Um, of course, uh, we'll have some material coming out for these episodes on the website. And occasionally you may see... Blog, blog posts, posts yeah. from Miranda or myself as we individually review something or um, we just have something on our mind <laughs> are inspired to talk about something that's going on in the cannabis world but at the the moment the uh, show is going to take a little pause you may see some additional playlists you saw some sativa playlist maybe you'll see some indica chill out relax yeah. playlists from us um yeah uh and thank you for the feedback on those i know i've seen great feedback on both my playlist (laughs) as well uh people saying they were really digging the vibes and kind of the nostalgia um that some of the songs gave them so uh keep the feedback coming in the meantime um you know www theheadyconversations.com and uh, individually of course at your cannabis coach for me and our lady of mary jane for me yeah we um hope you enjoy your summer folks yeah uh you know keep keep the feedback coming and um keep your logs going and keep experimenting and yeah and sharing your experiments yeah (laughs) <laughs> look look like we said look for those events in your area see what uh what kind of cbd events what kind yeah. of uh, cannabinoid events are are happening around you because they probably are whether they're actual lounges or not um as long as there are areas where people agree to allow you know legal patients yeah. or in the case of recreational states just you know, legal age adults to, uh, indulge. Um, it's, it's a thing. So, yeah. And you might see me at one of them. So come up and say hi. There you go. Please do. If you see us, we'll we, probably have a sticker on me. I was going to say, we still have <laughs> stickers and, uh, we are happy to, um, continue to send you those. I know I've gotten a few requests for those and I know Miranda has too. So, Hit us up if you want to get a sticker or, um, yeah, that's it for now. Yeah, uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Be well to yourselves and each other. Later. Peace. Peace.